There's a trillion different ways that you can make side hustle money. We talked about Airbnb, where you could rent out a part of your home for a short-term stay. We've talked about Turo, where you can rent out your car. Well, I got a new platform where you can actually rent out part of your home for storage. Now, self-storage is actually low-key, a massively, massively booming industry right now with all of this pandemic stuff. Neighbor helps you actually profit off that. Self-storage places, you know, they're needed, but there's a lot of quirks around them. Neighbor can actually help you do a peer-to-peer version of that where you store, you know, somebody stores their stuff in your garage and they pay you for it. And so you run your little, you know, self-storage operation and I'm happy to uh, partner with them. They are sponsoring the podcast now. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. And guys, just another way for you guys to make some legitimate money, literally doing nothing, like very, very passive. So check out the show notes for that. I really hope that you guys check it out because, man, I think I'm going to try it out. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 136. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so much for tuning in. Spotify reviews, I just realized, are stars. So you like just one to five stars. So go leave a five-star baby on Spotify if that's where you're listening. Would really appreciate that. I think I left the first one, so we got some work to do (laughs) on there. So just head up on there, click five stars. We appreciate it. Or four stars or three or whatever you think it is, but I would obviously prefer five stars right um and uh, apple reviews of course as well thank you for coming in today we're going to be talking about the quickest way to light your money on fire how to avoid it yeah that's pretty much it man so let's dive on into it baby okay so the quickest way i'm gonna jump to the punchline cars bro If you guys have been listening for a while, you know, there's been little tidbits here and there of me kind of just ripping cars to shreds. And I originally did a uh, episode way back, back in like 2020, during the first wave of the pandemic. Geez, could you imagine like thinking like there's going to be like four or five, a million waves of it? Anyway, so that was that was the last time I did like a car dedicated episode. And uh, basically cars, you know, I'm I'm one of those old school guys like A to B. You know, I don't like the fluff. I don't like any of that shit. And so I I do want to start with a little bit of a story because I I don't know. (laughs) I just... It, it, it still boggles my mind. I, I can't get over it. It's one of those things I can't. I just, it still boggles my mind. And, you know, here it is. So when I worked at a former place, so I'm not going to like get into nitty gritty details for anonymity and all that kind of jazz. Anonymity? Anonymous? I think that's what the word is. So I used to be at a former employer and I had a coworker reach out. And, you know, apparently, you know, they knew that I did like money stuff or whatever. And, and they reached out and were like, hey. I'd love to set up some time to chat. Just want to ask some questions about finances. I just feel like I could be doing more with my money. Super, you know, prevalent question. I get that question quite a bit and I'm always happy to help. So yeah, just give me a call. And that goes for all you guys. Like you guys hit me up on the DMs. If you guys ever need like 10, 15 minutes of chat or whatever, like, man, I'm down. Like <laughs> just reach out to me. That's it. Uh, so she did. So we got it hopped on a call and we just started chatting. You know, to be honest, just being 100% real. Like I knew how much money she made, like relatively speaking, right? I think it was like maybe... 40 50 grand something like that so we're talking and we're just chatting whatever and she's basically like yeah i've got student debt i've got this i've got that i've got these payments this payment like yeah just kind of going through and then they go i just got a car and i was like great 
Is it new, used, whatever? New. It's like, okay, new, right? Fair enough. Uh, new as in like you just got it or new, brand new, brand new car. I'm like, okay. And how did you, oh, you just got a brand new loan. Okay. And how much was the car? 32000 and so what's the interest rate oh well you know it's $32,000 but like 0.99% interest pretty good deal pretty good deal and you know what I think I was just like okay fair enough there's not much you can do but to go into debt for that big of a car you know is, is just you know I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand it. So then we continue talking and I kind of just ask, so are you a car person? Do you get a lot of your car driving? Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I use it for work and things like that. But like, man, it just seemed like a good deal. So I did it. And why not get a new one? That's the thing with a lot of people's purchasing decisions. New equals longevity. They think they're making a good investment or a good whatever. And you guys have heard the age old thing. As soon as you drive off the car, you lose 10% of the value. It depreciates like crazy. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that cars aren't the best asset in the world. They depreciate over time. They are a wealth killer. Like that's not a huge shocker. And I don't need to belabor that point over and over and over. But what shocks me about stories like that, and there's just millions of stories like that, where somebody has does no calculation pretty much of of how much car they can afford and i'm not like picking on you know this person or anything like it's it's not it's just an example that i've seen and it's not you know nobody teaches us this stuff i always like to say i don't like to at the end of the day yeah it's your responsibility whatever but i always like to say hey man there's just a lot of vulnerable people out there who just think that getting a brand new car makes sense whatever don't run the numbers you know for, to buy a brand, to get a loan that is equal to your annual salary or just under it is crazy for a card that you're using, let's say, I don't know, 15, 10, 15% of your life. Like maybe if you're driving a ton, like it just sits there. And I mean, like that's why things like Turo are great because you can rent out the car and like get use out of it, make some cash flow, whatever. But like if you're not doing that, the thing just sits there and just costs you fucking so much money. And I am a big believer in that, like, yes, when you get to a certain place, cars can be nice if you really care about it. You know, if you're a car person, whatever, you want to put money to that, whatever that gives you hat. Like, all that jazz, super, super dope. But there's just so many people that just don't even give a shit about cars. And they're just spending so much gobs and gobs of money, just insane amounts of money on these cars. And it's the second biggest purchase of most people's lives. So your house and then your car right people get multiple cars people go through it whatever and i just like i don't get it i don't understand it It, and i think the biggest thing is the marketing uh you know the pizzazz uh the prevalence you know people it's easily justifiable to get a new car because you know there's a lot of utility behind transportation whatever you can make a trillion arguments to rationalize yourself to overspend on a car like it's 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 not that surprising to see why so many people have so much auto loans and debt and all that kind of jazz because of something because of the utility behind it you know you use it every day it's easy to kind of just think i need to do this but for me i've just never had that relationship with cars it's always just been purely let me get something that isn't a complete piece of shit that's gonna you know cost me a ton of money while still making it you know as minimal as possible because i cringe even now like i have a 
08 Honda Civic. You know, it's coming up on 300K, 300 clicks. And, you know, I, I cringe even when my 100 some odd dollar insurance comes out. I'm like, fuck. Because most of my shit now is online. So I don't really, unless I'm going to the gym or groceries, whatever, or, you know, visiting folks or whatever, like I don't really use it that much. And so I'm paying literally the bare minimum and I still don't like it because I'm just like, I, I just don't love it. Actually, you know what? Let me give you guys a history of my car. So I first got a Chevy Cavalier, thousand bucks. It was dope. Lasted like years. It was great. It was stick. I learned how to drive stick. It was cool. Spent minimal on that. And then I got this car like five grand saved up cash whatever and i've had it for three years now three years just over three years and it's been great and it's been awesome and that is the model for a lot of young folks who 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 should do it right how do you do it right you don't finance a car when you're young or a student right you can only really finance a car well if you are later on and you know you've got some recurring money whatever i think i don't i don't like save up if you're a student save up the fucking money and get a beater like that should be the that should be the way right there's no need to go into debt over a car at any point when you're a student or young or whatever there's just none no no question and i used to say all the time that you should always buy a car cash now i'm there i don't know man i don't really it's not really that practical and it could you can make a, a mathematical argument that that doesn't make much sense if you're getting a low enough interest rate and you know you're making you know you can use the money in better different ways and et cetera et cetera right there's different arguments and and financing and leasing can actually make sense if you're strategic about it which we'll talk about later in this episode but for the most part if you're a student or young like don't fucking do that save up the cash and if you need to like you should never be forced to overspend on a car and justify it by saying, I just got a new job. I got to get a brand new car. Like, that's the thing, too. And I think that might have actually tied into the previous example that I said. Like, I think they just got a promotion. So it's easy to justify that. Right? Lifestyle inflation. Get that new car. Justify it by work. Easy, easy, easy. And then, you know, you pay the price over years and years and years. And so for me, I just always thought, like, man, biggest thing is just to, like, pay cash when you're young. And I still think if you're able to pay cash and you're good for it, then then do that. But I have evolved on the stance that dumping that much cash at once might not make the most sense if you're starting to uh, build your financial, you know, uh, life and you're, you've got different areas and different maybe investment opportunities. You can get a better return on your cash than just buying a car outright. You could, you know, slowly finance it uh, over time if you're getting a great enough rate and that can make sense. And so there's this rule called the 2410 rule in which it basically guides how to finance a car responsibly. So if you do the math, you work it out, you're like, you know what, probably best that I finance, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do it right. So this rule basically says, put at least 20% down on the down payment, right? Because if it's a loan, uh, you know, you put down a, a good amount. You, d- you don't wanna go zero down on something like that. You know, try to, try to put 20% down, you know, finance for no longer than four years. I think that's a huge, huge key because <laughs> here's another story. I had somebody, you know, I was basically in a conversation and, you know, somebody within, you know, the circle, the talking circle uh, was advising somebody else in the talking circle on getting a new car. I just get a new truck, you know, oh, the, the, the financing's great. You could just push it out, push it out to six, seven years, whatever. Like, who cares? They got so many great options available. No, don't do that. Interest alert, bro. You don't want to fucking do that, right? It's just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I'm telling you from the start of this episode, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it at the end. I will not get over this. This is the, the craziest thing. And so don't finance for longer than four years. 
okay? Because you're going to get killed on interest over time. The payment, the monthly payment looks better. It's because you're paying more fucking money over time, right? So don't do that. Keep it to four years and under. And lastly, you want to keep your transportation costs 10% or under of your monthly budget. Let's say you're making four grand a month after taxes, right? Four grand a month after taxes, you're making taking home around like 48K a year, something like that. Like really like baseline, right? You want to keep your monthly costs for your transportation total $400 or under or like shoot for that, right? So that includes your car payment, your insurance, your gas, your regular maintenance. And I think that's really a reasonable rule, right? And so if you're only making $2,000, let's say a month, you shouldn't finance a car and be paying like five, like with everything 500 bucks a month with insurance. Like, like it's a really good measurement to kind of guide, okay, can I actually afford this? Can does this actually make sense? And so 20% down minimum, try to at least put 20% down finance for no longer than four years and 10% of your monthly budget should go towards your transportation costs. I think it's a great rule. And of course, with all these rules of thumb, that's what they are. They're just ideals. You know, your situation might look different, but, you know, try to work towards that. Try to improve, like try to make it even better, right? You know, whatever works for you. There's, there's so much nuance to it, but I, I like to mention it because it is a good, you know, sort of uh, barometer of like where you are with your finances. So if you find that you're spending like hundreds of dollars over that 10% or whatever, you might want to re look at some stuff, maybe try to shift some stuff around, maybe look at a new insurance provider, whatever. Try to try to go for that 10% monthly, you know, try to keep it 10% or under, right? Also, some folks might be interested in leasing a car. And if you go back and listen to the cars episode, I basically talk about how shitty leasing is. It's lighting money on fire, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, you know, it, it is. You're basically just financing the depreciation of a car and then giving it back. And usually there's no residual value. You don't get paid out anything when you give it back. But right now, because of the shortage, you actually can make money off that shit. But it's going to be short lived. It's just a, a short term thing. But generally, you know, I am looking at leasing, too. I think leasing could make sense in some specific situations if you run the numbers and, and, and it looks more attractive from a net worth perspective. If you can get better returns or whatever the case is, there's no set answer. But came across this rule too: try to keep your monthly lease payment one percent or under of the MSRP. So let's say the car, you know, usually it's brand new cars that are leased or, or a year old. Let's say the MSRP is like 25 grand. You want your lease payment to be, you know, uh, 250 bucks, right? Over three, four years, whatever. 250 bucks over three, four years. Pretty good sort of measurement. And I've kind of looked into it. It looks like it's a pretty legit rule. I haven't done too many numbers or crunched too many things. I'm not like in the leasing hacker space or whatever. Um, but from what I understand, the 1% rule with leasing makes sense. And it's a good uh, sort of measurement for to figure out if you can actually afford it or not. So 2410 rule, 1% rule, these kinds of rules of thumbs can kind of help guide you. But generally, guys, I think just trying to spend as little money without suffering the quality as possible with the cars. You know, look at the Hondas, look at the Japanese cars, look at the Hondas, the Toyotas, look at the durable cars. It's so funny because I even like sometimes I'll be driving and shit. And I'll see like a nice, 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 you know, Mercedes Benz, AMG, C63, pimped out, blacked out. And I'm like, yo, I'm that guy. Like, I like, I want that. And then I remember, God, oil changes would be 120 bucks. You know, I'd be, I'd have to get gas that's literally like a buck 80 right now. I'd have to get the premium. I like everything is like on 10 trillion. Like, 
it's not just the actual car that you're paying so much for it's all the shit around the car over time and it is just brutal and yeah you know you're, you're paying for the quality blah 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 but like for me i'm like yo i don't i don't think i could actually bring myself to buy some shit like that like just i just don't think i could bring myself to buy something like that until i'm like well into the millions i think i've said that on the show before I, I just can't because i just don't see the point and it would just it i'm already in pain paying dirt cheap for my fucking paid off honda civic how do you think i would feel if i was paying off that like it just wouldn't make any sense it would make zero sense and so i think just trying to keep that in mind like your money could be working so much harder for you there's so many people that are being held back from a net worth perspective uh, from a financial health perspective because they've made that sort of like in the moment decision they got a new job so they got a brand new car that doesn't make fucking sense don't make long-term decisions based on short-term circumstances right got a new job that's great that's not an excuse to fucking go into thirty thousand dollars worth of debt right so try to keep that in mind and the sort of last thing that I want to say on this is I have friends who reevaluate it if they even need a car. So if you're in like a metropolitan area or a downtown or a very urbanized area with a good transit system, like do you actually need the fucking car? Like I had my boy, one of my best friends, was always trying. He was like, man, he was the same way, but he would like just ax the car if he was moving around because he's kind of like a guy who likes to move around, travel, whatever. But he really was like, man, I do not need this car and like just sold it. And really, like, try if you can just like walk or work from home or whatever. And like, you can do Instacart. You know, you think about it, it's like, you know, people think it's wasting money spending it on Ubers and Instacart and all these things. Bro, they're probably beating you in terms from a financial perspective in terms of how much they're spending on transportation or transportation uses right like like having to go out and get groceries whatever really challenge if you actually need a car like if you're in fucking you know small ontario city or small kansas i don't know where the fuck like you're in a very you know rural area then yeah you kind of have to uh, but if you're in an urban area with like you know toronto or like even mississauga or you know new york la or wherever the hell you're from you might not even need a car and that money can go to such better uses. So really stress that. And that's all I really have to say on it, guys. Nothing too crazy. I just know for a fact, hey, people like I got I, I have no doubt on this. Well, I mean, I have read some stuff in the past, but I don't have it in front of me. I guarantee you in terms of overspending, like if you look at items that are just always get overspent on. I, I would say that like cars have to be top three. They have to be like people are spending way too fucking much on them and they don't even know because they're not paying in the moment. And that's why I ripped apart buy now, pay later. It's because if it makes it seem like you're not paying as much, you're just not as keened into the holistic picture. And that's what the dealerships do. That's what sales, a good salesperson and cars will do is make you focus on that monthly payment, make you not think about the holistic cost. But because you're listening to this podcast, you're always going to think holistically long term well-minded you know what i'm saying so keep that in mind man i don't have a vendetta against cars i just like it kills me to see people spending so much money on something they don't even give a fuck about when they can spend twenty thousand dollars less you know be a hundred thousand dollars richer from net worth perspective in the years down the line because they made a better decision and invested instead of you know paying debt on a depreciating asset like just keep that in mind. If you're going to get a car, financing could be cool. Leasing could be cool. Paying cash could be cool. Run the fucking numbers. Run the scenarios. Try to keep those rules of thumbs in mind and you'll be in a good spot. And then you can focus on all the other stuff. But just don't let this fucking thing become an anchor in your life. I pray to God that you guys really remember this show 
if you're coming up on a car, just be like, be strategic, be smart, be strategic. Like, please, I'm begging you. Thank you, guys. Please. <laughs> Thank you. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Neo Financial Credit Card Savings Account. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. Talk about it every show. Check them out. Link is in the description. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think, you know, I, I like these ones. Uh, I hope you think deeply about the next time you're going to get a car or somebody in your life is going to get a car. Be strategic. Keep it nice and, you know, smart. And you'll be in a good spot. I appreciate y'all, boy. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.